We love having great advertisers supporting our show, but in order to continue doing that, we need your help. That's you. Uh, so please go to podsurvey.com slash jam and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little better. That way we can show advertisers just how great our listeners are. Even if you've taken our show's podcast listener survey before, the current one is new and different, so it would mean a lot to me personally if you would take it all over again. Plus, once you've completed the survey, you can enter to win a $100 Amazon gift, $100 Amazon gift card. Uh, again, that's podsurvey.com slash jam. Uh, podsurvey.com slash J-A-M for Juliet and Amanda. Thank you very much for your help. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliet Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. The Oscars are not here yet. They're on Sunday. So that means we have a clear docket to discuss much more fun things than award season stuff. It's, it's personal interest week. Yeah, it's personal on interest Jam week. Session. Um, we're going to be talking about the confirmation of the Clooney twins, which we suspected on this podcast because we knew how to read the tea leaves. I'm very excited. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, Kirsten Dunst's new home. God, my like number sorry, one passion. Her old home that she's selling. Yes. Presumably there is a new one. And uh, Malia Obama's um, gap year, what she's doing with her time. Making the best choices. Totally. Uh, of course, I'll also talk about uh, the things we can't stop thinking about and we'll DTR. But first, biggest news of the day. And last week, Harrison Ford is a very poor pilot, my apparently. Man. My man. It's not the time. No more flying. Who's your favorite Harrison Ford? Oh, Working Girl. Okay. Working Girl very Harrison yes, Ford is <laughs> iconic. It's a great movie. Just great. It's really fun to go back and watch now. Alec Baldwin's haircut. It's hilarious. I mean, I will start singing Let the River Run right now if you if we keep going on that this. That would be a good role for Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I think they should remake Working Girl and he should be the lead. He should be Harrison Ford. Yeah. Who would you cast in um, <laughs> Melanie a, Griffith's role? Yeah. Not Dakota. Do not bring Dakota no. into this, this space. No. It this be is her. an anti-Dakota space. Um, who would I make the working girl role. Um, hmm, that's a great question. I don't know who's like a like on the verge kind of actress that that's like worthy of it. Uh, but also young. Oh, I got it. Brie Larson. Yeah, she's like a little too. She's a little too punchy, perhaps. A little too type A for my okay. interest. Okay. Who else? That's so hard. Do you think it needs to be someone who's just like Melanie Griffith? Like, sort of like. No, I think it would actually be interesting to watch it from like a, a different perspective. Sure. Like, what about, I mean, this is a bad suggestion. I don't stand by it. But what about like Allison Williams? No, absolutely <laughs> not. You have to be, you have to want to root for the person, which, That's like, true. I, Allison Williams has embraced uh, unlikable roles, but I don't <sighs> actually want to watch Me her neither. in anything. We'll come back to this. It's just, it's, it's, just, it's, a, it's a tough one. Anyway. You but, know who would be good? Who? Gina Rodriguez. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, Likeable. Right age. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Um, okay, back to Harrison Ford. Okay. Um, so he ha- is a pilot. Last year he had a crash and he was fine, but he was he was injured. And now he's back to flying and he like missed the runway when he was landing in Santa Monica. Not only did he miss the runway, he just he went on the wrong wa- yeah, runway, which the- turned out to be a uh, t- not a runway, but what do they call it? A uh, taxiway. Yes, which means that his like tiny little yellow plane, like, tiny s- straight out English patient, j- comes incredibly close to a commercial American Airlines jetliner that's waiting to take off, and then he's like on the call, being like, "Oh, was I supposed to go? Was that plane supposed to be there?" Harrison Ford. Get it together. 
This is not even Harrison's for- Harrison Ford's first plane incident right. in the past. It turns out it's been like years. five, right? Yeah. No, this is bad. Listen, I, you know. What does it take to get your pilot's license revoked? I mean, this. I, they, the reports today, because the the video footage of Harrison Ford's like tiny little toy plane, which honestly looks like a little kid, is like is landing a toy plane on a Lego set. I'm surprised you didn't want to get a bigger one. Well, I mean, I think I'm sure he has several different aircraft. Also, You're at right. some point, he says he's driving, piloting a helicopter. Right. Which he doesn't I mean, even okay. know what he's in. Right. So there are a couple of different things here, including Harrison Ford's general alertness, <laughs> um, which, you know, I, I'm not saying anything other than I have seen the David Blaine special featuring Harrison Ford. And like, and I know what Harrison Ford, what I think Harrison Ford likes to do in his downtime. And, you know. Maybe we shouldn't be doing that and piloting planes at the same time. Sure. Do you want to give any clarification of what you think he's doing on his downtime? I mean, listen, it's my favorite clip because David Blaine is in Harrison Ford's kitchen and he pulls a card out of an orange. Oh, God. And Harrison Ford uh, looks astonished, but also like he has been enjoying the natural... bounty that this earth has to offer. I see. If you will. Sure. That's Again, I'm just, that's an observation. I have no confirmation. I just want to say I would not invite a magician into my home. I wouldn't want like tricks being done in my home. <laughs> like I would just like for my home to be my sanctuary where there's not David Blaine like pulling cards out of random places or who knows what else. It just doesn't appeal to me. Would you go? Do you seek out magicians I've outside been to of Magic the Castle? I enjoyed it. I've never been. Oh, it's I'm fun! Sp- I, like I want to go. It's fun. I once was wearing a leather jacket with a lot of zippers on it, and they made me take it off because it was going to affect like the magnets of the various tricks that the magicians do. Oh, yeah, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, kind of. And then it was cold, but it's okay. okay. Anyway, um, back to Harrison Ford. Listen, so I have no, that's just a video that I saw once and enjoyed. I have no sure. idea what was going on with Harrison Ford when he was at the wheel of this plane. What would you say? At yeah, the steering mechanism. At the joystick? At the, sure. <laughs> of this plane. Uh, the transcript in the video does not make it seem like he's in full control of the situation, no. which is not great. No. He he needs to stop flying planes. But also, like, what 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 else do you think he does all day? I don't understand Harrison Ford's life. I can't imagine what it's like to be both Indiana Jones and Han Solo. Well, he definitely has magicians comes to ha- come definitely. to the house. Uh, Hangs out with Calissa Flockhart, his wife. Exactly. He's doing. He's in Blade Runner. He's in the new Blade Runner right. with Ryan, Ryan Gosling yeah. that's out this fall. So he's, I mean. He's busy. He's sort of busy. He's definitely like taking a check because he's got nothing better to do. He's terrorizing journalists a lot, which is fun. Yeah. I mean, I would be so angry if I was on the American Airlines plane Harrison Ford just almost hit us. They said that the American Airlines plane took off uh, a few minutes later without incident because... Without another incident. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I don't know why um, being a pilot's appealing to people. Like, I don't really get want... Like, if I'm, like, really rich and can do anything, why I want to, like, put myself in harm's way. It's not something I would do. Are there any women who are like, I would love to be a pilot. I'm rich. Um, I think it's particularly. I now. do think that Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt took joint. That's kind of cool. Pilot lessons together. Classic Jolie move. In a different time. What a power I'm move. Also, did you happen to see the film 20th Century Women? No, I would like to. It's nice. I don't think it's spoiling anything to tell you that at some point the Annette Benning character 
doesn't take an interest in flying. Interesting. And Amelia Earhart. Yes. And she's actually wearing the Amelia Earhart glass, uh, goggles. That's so, funny. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a man thing. There's It's a major plot point in The Crown, not to, you know, oversell oh, yeah. The Crown or anything. That he really how, wants to be a pilot. Right. It's his most, most important thing. Right. But it's like how he can experience like freedom and control, which right. are two things that men seem to be interested in, in my experience. Certainly. Or via watching art. Certainly the ones in England involved <laughs> in the monarchy. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, Harrison Ford, please stay out of the skyways. I don't like it. I think... This is this is a wrap on his pilot's career. Yeah, right? the Variety article that I read today uh, suggested that uh, he would soon no longer be flying planes. That they would invest the investigation. Good, probably will not work out in his favor. Yeah. I don't know. Again, not a pilot or an aviation official, just a person who watched a YouTube <laughs> video and was like, "What the fuck, Harrison Ford?" I can't believe how small his plane was. It <laughs> sounds like a euphemism, but I really mean it. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, there might be. Like, the perspectives of this particular uh, air control video might be messing with us a little. It, it looks like like um, a toy plane that, like, like David Blaine did some magic on and, like, it grew. But, like, it, not, like, big enough or something like that. Like, I don't know. It was really a surprise. And yellow. Come on. Get, at least get red. I like the yellow. It's, it's like the plane in the English patient. Anyway. Okay. Though no one should be uh, taking after the plane in the English patient, so... <laughs> <laughs> Great point. Um, let's move on to our former first daughter, Malia Obama. I just, I'm so, I'm not even proud. I can't take ownership. I have nothing but respect and admiration for how Malia is living her life. Page six is very carefully chronicling what she's what she's doing in her gap year, yeah. which is right now, because she didn't want to start college while her father was still the president. Makes sense. Sure. Um, first of all, Amanda, what would you do if you had a gap year? Um... Like now or when I was 18? When you were 18. I mean, <laughs> I have so many answers for now. Um, do I, if I were 18, I probably would have been like, I need to go to a different country yeah. and like learn language and, you know, be immersed in a culture. And then I was bad at being away from home. So I would have been like, I probably would have spent my gap year crying in a different country. Mm, interesting. I probably would have done something similar. I probably I probably would have gone to Paris knowing myself. Yeah. I would do that now, too. Sounds great. <laughs> I mean, it would definitely be one of my stops. I sure. mean, we could do a different podcast on what Amanda's gap year in 2017 would look like. Sure. Um, so a big Mal- sale to fund it. Malia Obama has been doing a lot of things. This is what we know so far. So she went on a secret trip to Bolivia where she was, like, hiking oh, right. or whatever. And the people on the trip didn't know who she was. Like, the guides... We're told there was like someone really famous on the trip, but they thought it was like some blonde girl, classic Bolivians or something. And um, it was she was just like did two months of like trekking and like service in I think Bolivia and Peru. But Barack Obama even made a state call to the president of Bolivia to approve it because it's that we do not have a diplomatic relationship with Bolivia right oh. now. Sorry, it was Venezuela, not Bolivia. It was Venezuela and Peru. Okay. Um, and of course, we don't have a diplomatic relationship with, with Venezuela. So that was one stop. Then she was next seen in January. At Sundance at the film festival, including at a um, Dakota Access Pipeline protest, which is incredible. She's already civic engagement, whether you agree with the cause or not. It's great to have your voice mean something. Good job, Malia. And then she's back in New York. She's interning for the Weinstein Company. And where has she been in New York? Well, she has been. Listen, I don't want to say 
partying because every single page six report is very clear to note that when Malia is spotted as a club at the club, she is not drinking. She's no. just drinking Red, Red Bull. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Which God bless. I, I originally um, was sitting at a table. It was like the morning. It was a, a work event. And there was a Red Bull in my vicinity, and I could smell it, and I was nauseated. Did I, you ever do no. the phase of, like, the Red Bull? Red Bull Laka? Yeah, no. No, I did not either. Disgusting. I In college, freshman year, we had orange Gatorade with vodka, which is one of the most disgusting things in the world. I'm embarrassed to have done that. That's, like, my stomach actually responded. And I'm sure I drank something like that. Oh, you know. We also had um, orange Gatorade and Bacardi O. Which oh my is god! Disgusting. So many disgusting things when I was nineteen. Oh, <laughs> I know. But Malia's not doing that. She's just having Red Bull. Uh, so she's been, she was at the girls' party. Yeah. She, Some firsthand reports from the girls' party in New York. Let's from, see what, not what from was mine. she up to. Uh, she seemed to be having a great time, and she was apparently wearing like a Betsy Johnson ish, like nineties Betsy Johnson oh outfit, and looked fantastic. Um, she has very long legs, and she wears short dresses often, and like just looks great in them with like boots. Like not she. Dresses very well. Yes. Uh, she was apparently at a fashion week after party with Jenna Lyons. Really? And fame. Yeah. She was, I wow. don't know, some other bar in Soho that I've never heard of. Interesting. Soho bar. Let's let's tease that out a little. That must be a hotel bar, right? Don't you think? I guess it's called the Black Lodge. I'm going to Google it. Yeah. Uh, and then she was apparently uh, in the VIP section of Up and Down Friday. Oh, or up and down is up and down, and Friday is when she was there. I listen. It's been one year, and I know nothing about well, the clubs. Everyone knows up and down because that's where Rihanna was the night of the elevator incident at the Met Ball, and that's where Jay Z was reportedly wanting to go, and that's when wow. Rihanna I did and not remember Jay-Z that. had a fight. Yeah, then Black Lodge is across is like is very firmly in the East Village. It's not really Soho. I mean, it's like technically Soho, but it's what's giving the coordinates? It's east of Lafayette. It's on. <laughs> It's on Elizabeth and um, Prince. Oh, God. Where Sweet and Vicious used to be? Yes, there is. Oh, fine. No, it's like Nolita, technically. Oh, there there was a terrible bar right there. Oh, I wonder if it's the one. Okay. Now we know. Now I know. Now we know where she is. This is a pretty fancy area for Malia Obama. Everything she's doing is very fancy. I don't know why, but I'm kind of bummed that she's fancy. I just like... I would never, I'm still not this cool, right? I'm not. I'm like having to Google what the name of the club is. At 18? I know. How could you have possibly known to make all of these good choices? It reminds me of of the royal family of like Beatrice and Mm -hmm. Eugenie and like, I don't know. I just feel like she's very royal in the kind of a way that I don't like. Yeah, but they go to like fucking Soho House. I'm very very judgy though. Like I like Malia and I love the Obamas, but I'm just like, this is interesting. It's just sort of like not what I would have guessed, but I mean, I guess it makes sense. The Bush daughters did the same thing. They just, there's less social media to know about it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think this is great. I wish that I had had a friend like Malia at 18 who teach me how to be this cool because I definitely was not. It's cool that she's hanging out with Jenna Lyons. Yeah, I mean, it's very cool for her. It's a little try-hard from Jenna Lyons. Jenna Lyons is like, really deep in, like, the Lena Dunham world. So Malia was an intern on Girls. Yes. And then Malia, and then Jenna Lyons did, like, custom bridesmaids outfits for Audrey Gelman's wedding, which I read about in Vogue. Not which, commenting. Which Lena Dunham wore. Okay. And now she's hanging out. With, I just feel like Jenna Lyons is circling the kind of Taylor Swift, Lena Dunham world of, like, cool girls. I mean, I think it's all intertwined. There's, yeah. like, a certain very specific... New York creative, quote, cool girls. Sure. Um, 
little scene yes. that's much more insular than, you know, it's gets a lot of press exposure for the amount of people that are in it or how much it matters to anyone outside of it. Well, it matters to me. It matters to me. I mean, we're talking about it. <laughs> but so she's clearly uh, affiliated with that world um, and is hanging out with them. Yeah, it's pretty wild. She's going to be cool. I think, I'll, do you think college would be kind of like a come down for her? She's like, oh, now I'm here, stuck at Harvard in Cambridge. I mean, yes. It's <laughs> definitely mean, no, not going to be as, like, hip. Although, I don't know, I guess she'll, like, hanging out with her peers, perhaps. It seems like she's with a lot of adults right now. That's very true. Which I can kind of relate to. When I was a kid, I used to, like, to hang out with adults. But so here's an interesting thing. And you maybe, <laughs> being a child of New York, I don't know whether you experienced this at college, but, like, the city kids always, first year in college, right? Yeah. The city kids, all the kids from New York City, definitely, like, hang out together. Sure. And are like, Listen, we have been much cooler than you for a long time, and we grew up faster. I definitely drank more in high school than I did in college. <clears throat> right. So do you feel? Do you think that she will, having spent this time in New York, like have a city kid mentality, or will she be like, yes, I'd love to go to the ice cream social with you? Uh, <laughs> on the with like our, what are they called? The people who live in the dorm, the dorm advisors. RAs. Yeah, RAs like Noel Crane from Felicity. Yes, exactly. Um, I don't know. That's so tough. The thing about, and I don't know, Harvard has so many rarefied children, though, you know, that I'm sure she'll find the kind of, like, other people who didn't have normal lives. I bet she'll be with the city kids, to answer your question. The kind of, like, also, she'll probably be the other kids who took a gap year. I don't don't know, but off the top of my head, I bet Harvard has more more freshmen who have taken a gap year than any other school. Probably. It's, like, a rich person thing to do. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just just an idea. (laughs) I think she's doing great. I do, too. And also... It just seems like she is really social and, like, well-adjusted. Shout out to Barack and Michelle for raising two seemingly great daughters. Yes, good people raising good children. And, like, wear cool, hip clothes that are still appropriate. Like, nothing (laughs) slutty. It's true. Sometimes, like, I look at, at, like, the daughters of, like, the Real Housewives, and, like, I'm just like, how do they dress like this? Because their mothers are housewives. I wouldn't let them out of the house like that. Real housewives. I don't mean to denigrate actual housewives. I'm scared of teenagers. It's true. I'm scared of teenagers. But I'm not scared of Malia, so I think I think that says something. Like teenagers freak me out because I just feel like they they like live in a different world. I think Malia just really clearly has a very strong sense of what she wants to do and what she's interested in. Yeah, uh, which I did not have at 18. So oh my, me neither. I I don't so really respect. Barely had it at 28. So yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Great job, Malia. I hope you're enjoying New York. It's a, it's a hell of a town. It really is, as they say. Yeah. Okay, what's next? The Clooney's? The, the Clooney's, Clooney twins? The Clooney twins. It's confirmed George and Amal are having twins. How do you feel about that? I feel great about it. I can't believe George Clooney's going to be a dad after all this time. I was Last night I was catching up on the three-hour Paley Center tribute to NBC on its 90th anniversary. Yeah, could you expand on that a little? I sure. saw that sack and I, did, I didn't follow up. I'd like to follow up IRL. Well, uh, thanks for asking. It... That I apropos of nothing, NBC had a three-hour special, um, which was a tribute to itself, and it was just like a highlight reel of its various shows. I only watched about twenty minutes before falling asleep, but I planned to watch the whole thing. And it was like talking about how great Friends was and how great Seinfeld was. I fell asleep during the Frasier portion, and I really just wanted to watch it because I knew there'd be like a substantial ER segment. Oh yeah, so I, I got to watch to get to that. Um, I don't know why NBC was celebrating itself and no one else took note, but three hours is really long for a special. Like, really long. It's very true. I can't believe they did that. Three hours is long for anything. I know. Movies out of the question. So, 
Um, yeah. I, anyway, they kept showing George during the um, like kind of like the intro and outro bumpers because as Doug Ross, and I just can't believe Doug Ross has kids. He's been in, in my life for so long, George. And it's exciting, but just wild. He was like the bachelor for so long. Yeah, I mean, the number of interviews that he gave about not wanting to be married or have children. Mm-hmm. Listen, people change. Yeah. People change late in life, it would seem. Yeah, and he found them all and changed his mind. Congrats to them. Babies are great. If they want them, they seem ready to provide a happy home. I, You know. I wonder who their famous friends will be. Like, obviously, the Damons and the Athletics are friends. You know, the kids. Yes. That's one of the reasons Matt yeah. Damon cited moving to L.A. Mm-hmm. So that his kids will be close to Athletics. Right. Who will George Clooney's twins be friends with? Well, I think it depends on where they live. I was reading an article today. Because okay. George, so George Clooney is receiving some sort of award in France. Great. Uh, like a Cesar cool. or, I don't know, their version of the Oscars. Like okay. his, whatever. It's so, award season, y'all. Right. So he had to give an interview in order to receive the award, the quid pro quo. Uh, and was asked about the twins. And he was pointing out that they... You know, for the first couple of years, they will be able to live. This is so ridiculous between America, England, and Italy. Uh, but you know, at some point, they'll have to decide where to settle and put the children in school. Like listening to George Clooney talk about his children's school choices, I don't know. It's not. It doesn't add up in my head. Still, he doesn't. It's just two separate parts of my brain, and never the twain shall meet. You know, totally. It seems like he's not really ready. Also, like, there's a level of privacy needed for children like that, I feel like, that he's not ready for. They do a good job, though. I I mean, they have their estates and their level of, like... That's true. Like, Como, you can't get close. Yeah. They should not be American kids. They'd be cooler if they were European. Agree. They should definitely live in Europe or London or something like that. Agree. You know who's, like, really on the scene these days? Kaya Gerber, daughter of Cindy Crawford. Very true. She's around. She's beautiful, and she looks a lot like her mom. The whole family. The son also looks a ton like Sydney. Yeah, it was her strong jeans. Yeah, it was her birthday recently, so oh. there were a lot of like pictures from on Instagram of their nice. family celebration, and it's crazy. It's just like three Cindy Crawfords, and then like Randy, and then a guy who makes tequila. Basically, it's crazy. <laughs> Kaya Gerber is definitely going to be like the cool older girl in the Clooney twins' life, like Aunt Kaya. Because Randy and George are so tight. Yes, that's true. Because of Casamigos. Sure. House of, of Yes, friends. no, I'm aware. I've seen the picture. Of, <laughs> the most shocking celebrity endorsement thing I've ever seen is when, like, I randomly saw a Casamigos delivery truck, like, in Brooklyn, and their faces are on the side of the truck. It's very surprising. They're kind of, like, um, low-key about it otherwise. Exactly. Casamigos is a great Instagram follow. Highly recommend it. <laughs> highly, highly recommend it. I think I I thought that was like a like a kind of a joke in the tequila world, but now I think people actually like it and drink it. I I have seen it a lot in Los Angeles, which I always just figured was like a Starfucker thing. Uh-huh. But um, I've seen it elsewhere too. I, I haven't like pers- I haven't pursued it to be honest because Nor I was I. just like, oh, I thought that this was like a not a big tequila drinker. Okay. Um. We have a lot more topics to discuss, but first, let's talk about Simply Safe. Thousands of people seeking home security get ripped off every day. They get locked into long-term contracts and stuck writing huge checks with no way out. Thankfully, there's a smarter way to protect your home, and it's called Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe provides professional monitoring with police dispatch, so your home is safe around the clock. Plus, it's wireless, so there are no lines that can be cut by potential intruders. You can even download the Simply Safe app free on your iPhone or Android smartphone and take control of your security remotely. And you can get alarm and activity alerts sent directly to your phone so you know what's happening when it happens, no matter where you are. Best of all, protection is just 15 bucks a month. 
That's almost a third of what most places charge. And there are no annual contracts or middlemen, so you're not locked into anything. Simply Safe is really unbeatable protection, a great value, and there are no contracts. So protect your home the right way. Visit simplysafe.com slash ringer to get 10% off your system today. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash ringer. And we'd also like to thank Hint Water. You know, as I know, that you should drink eight glasses of water a day. But who really does? I do not, because water is boring. That's why you should try, try Hint Water. Hint Water was started by Kara Golden. A few years ago, after having her fourth child, she was overweight, had terrible acne, and overall felt awful. She was drinking 10 diet sodas a day instead of drinking water because, as we established, water is extremely boring. But what other options are there? Juice is full of calories, and the no-calorie drinks are garbage. That's why she started Hint Water. Hint is pure water infused with the taste of fresh fruit. They have flavors to suit any palate. Watermelon, peach, mango grapefruit, many more. There's no sugar, no chemicals, just great-tasting, all-natural, fruit-flavored water. Plus, you don't have to carry heavy cases of water back from the store. You can have it delivered right to your doorstep. And right now, new customers can get a single-variety pack shipped directly to your door, including three bottles each of Hint's four most popular flavors, pineapple, watermelon, crisp apple, and blackberry. Normally $24 for only $15 at drinkhint.com slash jam. And you enter the code jam. That's drinkhint, H-I-N-T dot com slash J-A-M. Okay. The, the, the topic you've been waiting for, Amanda. Oh, my God. It's big. Very big. Okay. Kirsten Dunst home is on the market. Okay. So Speaking this, of Soho, oh maybe Malia God. Obama should purchase it. It's in Soho. It is in Soho, isn't yeah, it? It's West Soho. I mean, you know, it's like. Sure. It's like in the Taylor Swift vortex these days. Yeah. Okay. So this is combining a number, like basically all my favorite interests. Are you ready? Yes, please. Break it down for I us. I mean, as you know, I'm a, I am a passionate uh, observer of celebrity real estate. Yes, just yes. in general. I like to know what's going on. I am a, a Kirsten Nuts fan. Yeah, she's Always great. and forever. She's great. Uh, you know why? Do you know? Okay. Quick side note. Please. Mona Lisa Smile, one of the worst movies ever made, it's is on good. Netflix. But I was like, I literally haven't seen this since it came out. And I'm curious. Because, I mean, it's got Julia Stiles, yeah. Jill and, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Jennifer Goodwin. What a, what a freaking cast. That they just poured down the drain. And Julia Roberts. And Julia Roberts and Dominic West. Um, Incredible. I had 20 minutes the other day, so I was watching it. And it was uh, worse than I remembered. However... Kirsten Nunn's once again just playing the total bitch. And it's just, I I really appreciate someone who can be that good at being that mean. I know. She's always willing to take on the job, too. Yeah. She doesn't shy away from it. I, yeah. I respect so, it. Uh, so Kirsten Nunn's another of my passions. And then I just have to say, the reason I want to talk about this real estate listing, and I'm, I will share the link to the... Um, it's from a website I've never heard of before. Did you know this website? No, I had MansionGlobal.com. I'll share the link so that everyone can look at the photographs. Great. Um, you know, obviously, real estate photographs are staged when people are selling, et cetera. So you can't figure, you know, you can't read too closely. But I, this is one of uh, the nicest kitchens I've ever seen. It's really good. This It's like a Nancy Myers level kitchen in a celebrity home that is Kirsten Dunst. It's like, you know, I discovered this on Friday and really just had to take a moment for myself. It has incredible light fixtures. <gasps> right. Well, here's what I was going to say. Um, I should give credit to my husband who who went through every single one of these photos because I stood over him and made him, but he was like, Edison bulbs 
are not, you know, at the, or they're a little played out at this point. Sure. But you have to assume that Kiki did these re- renovations like five years ago. Yeah, absolutely. So she was ahead of it. So she's ahead of the curve. Chris Ryan was really astonished to see that she w- it was able to find a microwave that fit just under the ledge of the window. It is really impressive. It's really everything is coming together here. She has like a deep sea blue green covered uh, colored cabinets that are beautiful. Yeah, I really like into it. The handles on the cat. It's Viking I would love, range, obviously. I would love to cook in this kitchen. A powder blue tea kettle, and it's inviting as well as um, you know, clearly a great cooking space. Yeah, it's a really nice home. It also has hardwood floors and exposed brick. It's like really big, really big windows. It's really nice. It's only two bedrooms and three million dollars. I think, well, she bought it for three, and now it's five. Oh, you're right. Sorry. She bought it for three. Two bedrooms for $3 million. That's fucking crazy. She does have river views, however. In 2007. That's so expensive. Yeah. Well. That's right before the crash, too. She's been She probably regretted it. Well, she's, listen, it, she she waited it out, and here we are. It's really and nice. And you and I are just giving free advertising for a kitchen on a podcast. She has so. really nice built-in shelves as well. And she, she does, like, the cool designer thing of, like, mostly books and then a few trinkets here right, and there. Right, and the books are not color-coordinated. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. I, I don't like that. God, I don't either. I, I prefer to do, like, by size and, like, genre and feeling. Honestly, even the, I would these chairs look comfortable. The couch looks comfortable. You never <laughs> see that. Like, you would actually want to sit on those. It's not the fucking Peggy from what's up. Can we talk about that for sure. a second, by the way? Sure. There was an article on The All by a woman named Anna Hazel. Okay. I hope I'm saying her last name correctly. Um, and it was about a particular couch that West Elm sells called the Peggy Couch and how crappy the couch is and oh. how she discovered like a whole community of people on the internet who like really hate the Peggy Couch. And like when they would post a picture of it on Instagram, the comments go crazy. It was like this cult That's phenomenon funny. that she exposed and wrote about. West Elm is pulling the Peggy couch and offering a refund to anyone who bought a couch since 2014, which is incredible. That's awesome. Journalism works. That's awesome. In this one specific instance only, but journalism works. Also, thank you to West Elm. That's really considerate of your, that is, of your customers. I mean, it was such bad press. They had to do it, and it's very smart of them. Um, That's really funny. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. That's but great. It, part of the, the reason, the couch falls apart, but also it's not that comfortable. And this is what I'm saying. The mid-century fancy couches that you see in a lot of these types of photographs, you not don't actually want to sit on them. I want to sit on Kirsten Dunst's couch. That's what I I want to lie down on it. It looks like a great place to take a nap because it's like right in the sun. It looks delightful. She's got a great apartment. I hope she has a nice life. Also, the bedroom is really big. Yeah. Don't know if you noticed that. This is great. I think that we should, you know, put our funds together and the funds See, of we, many everyone others. listening to this podcast and all your friends. Maybe Malia Obama wants to go in on it. <laughs> Maybe. With us. Um, from, look, from looking at this page, I was also directed to um, Meg Ryan's Soho loft that she was selling. Oh. And how's that going? Um, it's interesting because it looks like a California Pacific Palisades staged home that she just put into a New York like penthouse, which is hard to do. It has a lot of. Um, Wait, can wood, you turn your computer on so I can wood see Wood painted it? black, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did look at this. It's nice, though, but it just looks like California. I think that's kind of a strange choice. It's California with, like, maybe with too, too much, much black. Too much black and too much reliance on clocks, which is like a real pottery barn thing yeah. that just has kind of exploded. Totally, totally. But I was surprised that Meg Ryan... Um, that this was her style. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of her, the movie with Kevin Klein that she's in. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what that character would have had. <laughs> no big deal. I think that was called, like, the French Kiss. 
Okay, it's time for our weekly segments. Amanda, it's time to DTR. Yes. Okay, so Anthony Bourdain has a new girlfriend. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> this is, you know the Oscars are coming because no one wants to debut a new relationship before the red it's carpet. True. Because then they'll, like, get asked about it. So it's Heard. a real lull for celebrity dating. You cannot be seen with a new person, like, in between the Globes and the Oscars. That's very true. Because then it just le- opens up a whole can of worms. Very bad. Um, yes. So this one, this segment goes out to uh, Jam Session friend Chris Ryan, <laughs> who came into my office yesterday and was like, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in, this, in the gossip sphere is that Anthony Bourdain is dating a new woman, an Italian actress named Asia Argento. Um, and the reason that this was so exciting is because essentially Anthony Bourdain was previously married to another Italian woman who then developed, like, a serious interest in MMA and, like, went to the deep end. Not to the deep end. I shouldn't say that. Follow your dreams. (laughs) Follow your dreams wherever they lead you, including MMA. But I think that their marriage could not, like... Could sustain it? Their marriage was not built around her uh, MMA interests and pursuits, and I think that there did, you know, there was some tension. Sure. So the marriage ended, and then he just went and, like, re-upped with the next version, which is... I mean, I understand why men do this, but... Um, we all have type. We all have a type. I guess I guess that's the generous way of putting it. Sure. It's that Anthony Bourdain knows himself. Sure. And knows what he wants. I sometimes look at my closet, and I'm like, literally everything I have here is exactly the same. It's navy, or it's black, or it's gray. So that's Anthony Bourdain's approach to women. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm an extremely specific person. I only like five things. The heart so wants what the heart wants. It's very true. Um... I guess shout out to him for making it happen again so quickly. <laughs> he's a pretty great, a pretty great uh, celebrity because he's like an OG in his field. You know, like he's like one of the first celebrity chefs, yeah. so he's trailblazer. There's no, there's no um, guidebook for Anthony Bourdain. He's just living his best life. I kind of admire that. Yeah, I guess so. Apparently, also this came to light because an Italian magazine ran. Photos of the pair uh, passionately kissing after shopping at a local market, which is just like. <laughs> he also loves food, so it I makes sense. And, and open markets. Why would we not passionately kiss there? It's fine. That's like straight, uh, again, straight out of a movie. Passionate <laughs> kiss at an op- open air market. Was it in France? Was no, it? it's in Italy. It, oh, it's in Italy. My bad. Of course. Even better. <laughs> That's where that should happen. It makes perfect sense. I'm happy for them. I am too. Shout out Love to is possible. Good for you, Anthony Mordain. He's got a lot of passionate fans. He does, including Chris Bryant. Shout out to Chris as well. I've yeah. said shout out so many times. I hate myself. Let's move on. Something I just can't stop thinking about is Miles Teller's birthday. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday, Miles Teller. Miles Teller's birthday was this weekend or this past weekend, and he ha- he turned 30. Milestone birthday. Welcome to your 30s, Miles. Um, may you be more comfortable with yourself in your 30s than you were in your 20s. <laughs> Although I think Miles Teller is quite comfortable. Do you think he ever looks in the mirror and is like, uh, I don't like what I see? No. Never once, right? No. Never once. So he had a birthday party with the cast of um, Gossip Girl, Emil Hirsch, his Nina Dobrev of Vampire Diaries. I'm raising my hand because yes. I have a follow-up question. Sure, hit me. How, which cast members of Gossip Girl? Jessica Shore. Okay. Also in the Cool Girl New York world sure. of Jenna Lyons. Sure. Chase Crawford. Okay. And Nate, Nate, and Nate Archibald. Those are the only two that I know of. And then Nina Dobrev, who's also on the CW. So okay. like she basically was in right. Gossip Girls. Blake wasn't there. No, Blake. She's okay. definitely above Miles Teller. Come yeah, on. I mean, I know, but like, wouldn't it be incredible if Blake Lively <laughs> were suddenly at the yeah. Miles Teller birthday party? It would be incredible. Um, also at the party were 
Zoe Kravitz, Michael B. Jordan, Tyler's parents and grandparents, and the party was at the home of like an absolute vodka CEO named Jonas Tallinn. In like a absolute sponsored the party way or that they're friends? Very unclear. Yeah. I think I'm sure it, it's unclear in real life too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Line, it's very blurry. Um, One thing I'd like to say. Yes. I love that Miles, I, I'm sorry, I love that Michael B. Jordan was there. Well, he was there in spirit. I think he sent a video. He couldn't oh. make it. Oh, okay. Because he that All-Star Weekend, I think. That okay. was part of why. All right. Or <laughs> maybe he, he didn't rapped, want to he be He wrapped at All-Star Weekend. Thanks for bringing this up, Michael B. Jordan. So I love Michael B. Jordan. Um, I'm available to date him or marry him at any time. <laughs> I just love him. However, he was at All-Star Weekend and introducing the All-Stars and the NBA and TNT orchestrated this like rap thing that um, involved David Diggs and um, that's all that matters. Him and Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> there are two other rappers too. The Roots were involved, whatever. Um, and Michael B. Jordan was like the, the the final rapper in this presentation. And I was like, he is just not a rapper. Like, cool, that's your interest, but like, dude, you're an actor. Stick to being Apollo Creed. That's going great for you. Or Vince Howard. I don't know. I I don't need Michael B. Jordan to be a crossover artist. Is what I'm saying here. Yeah. I mean, you know how I feel about live performances of any kind. It was really quite weird. I, I actually was like, I needed some warning about Michael B. Jordan's rap career. as <laughs> I'm a stakeholder in his life because I love him, and I just need to know that this is coming, and I need to like be more prepared to assess how I feel about it and like hopefully support him. It was very weird. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that I could see Miles Teller being like, yeah, dude, try it out. Just become a rapper. See how it goes. Yeah. It's yeah. not good. Do you think he rapped in the video that he sent to Miles Teller? Here's, like, my number. Can I tell you, like, honestly, I, my adrenaline just spiked, and I'm okay. like really upset right now just thinking about this. But the number one thing that I just don't like is when people rewrite the words of songs to perform, like, to make it about the person whose birthday it is or the person who's getting sure. married. And when there's, like, basically a group of bridesmaids, like, Singing like for the longest time with words. Here's a story. Yeah, no, 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 of a woman oh named God. Susan. I'm having a physical <laughs> reaction right now to that. I once participated in such an. I mean, sure. Like sometimes there's like someone who wants can't to do not. it, and you can't. I mean, you could, but I don't want to be that much of a bitch all of the time. So oh. <laughs> just sometimes, just sometimes, you know. Yeah. Do you think he did that? No. I hope not. I okay. Don't think so. I hope it was just nice. I feel like Michael B. Jordan has the upper hand in that friendship. I'm definitely. I mean, I think that like <laughs> he chose to send a video message rather than be there, besides the fact that it was all star weekend. Right. Right. Uh <laughs> anyway, nice that he sent it. Miles Teller's staying power in the press is impressive considering he hasn't done much lately. Um, well, I think he's, you know, he is courting the attention. He was recently tweeting at someone who got a uh, article wrong? I can't remember whether it was Page Six or other, but yeah, and you know he, he's Instagramming. I think he wants the attention. What else does he have going on? It's true. I really wanted the best for him. I just wanted him to to make it work. Hopefully, he will one day. Maybe, probably not though. He also was tweeting at StubHub because he oh yeah that's he used right. StubHub and didn't work out. Yeah, that was tough. <laughs> pretty pretty great. Okay, it's your turn. All right, this is really niche. Okay. But I just so um are you familiar with the designer Eileen Fisher? Yes. Of okay. course. For those of you who are not, Eileen Fisher um is a very successful designer who makes like extremely expensive 
kind of flowy pants and caftans that women of a certain age and a certain income bracket really enjoy. Yeah. Do you think that that's a fair sure. very way of putting it? Very drapey clothes. Yeah, totally. Um, <clears throat> also, as seen on the season five finale of Girls. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, Lena goes shopping. Yes. So Hannah, excuse me. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. Um, anyway, Eileen Fisher was the subject of a Janet Malcolm profile in The New Yorker a few years ago, which remains like my favorite kind of non-investigative work of journalism in history. I mean, mm-hmm. like Watergate was important, but then, you know, like there's one, there's one there's there's one category where we're saving the world and then there's the frivolous shit and this is quite frankly the most the best frivolous piece of writing that has ever been done in my opinion because it is wild. It's famous among white women like us. Yes, it really is because it's talking a lot about how Eileen Fisher has organized her company which involves like a a bowl like a bell that they ring to have their like Uh sharing circle and how decisions are hard and also Janet Malcolm who is writing it is clearly like very aggravated with Eileen Fisher throughout much of the profile and is like making fun of her cat who like gets (laughs) locked out I don't really know it's really weird and I think about it all the time anyway Eileen Fisher did another interview with the cut with Dana Evans of the cut uh, and it's how she spends her day. And I just want to read this paragraph. Okay, please which do. Is, I love uh, reading aloud. What she does in the morning. Uh, she wakes up around 6.30 or 7, three alarms, very relatable. Uh, and she does some stretching. After stretching, I have my lemon juice and water and my coffee. I have two out of three. Then I sit in what I call my purpose chair and I journal. I organize myself with what I think matters for the day and ramble around. Sounds great. Sounds like a Nancy Myers movie. On this particular day, I started with a 9 o'clock phone call from my new personal financial consultant. I recently hired him to help me understand my money holistically around my foundation and things of that nature. Oh, my God. Understanding my money holistically? What does that mean? I literally have not stopped thinking about it. What are the things of that nature? What other... What things? I don't know. I don't know either. But I am so fascinated at how weird that is and I can't stop thinking about it. It's also just like how much money do you have that you aren't able to take in the holistic picture on your own? It's so beyond out of touch that it's like you can't even it's like a work of art at this point. It's also very Nancy Myers. Yeah, totally. Um, I just really become I she gives great quotes. Wow. Shout out to Eileen Fisher. Seriously. The The only other thing that I thought was very interesting in this at the end, she's like, I think I chose to make such comfortable clothes because I'm such an uncomfortable person. Oh, I like that. And I was like, oh, wow, a moment of self-knowledge. That's yeah. pretty interesting. I like that. Um, I just want to say that Eileen Fisher was estimated to be worth $210 million in 2015. Yeah. That's the company. So her her personal net worth is probably the 20 range. So it's important to think of it holistically. Totally. I like to think of the entire celebrity landscape holistically. <laughs> we hit a lot of beats this week. I'm proud of us. <laughs> I told you. Personal interests. Thanks again to Hint Water thank and you for to Simple Safe. This- yeah, thank and you. Thanks for going on this journey with us. We'll never land a plane on top of American Airlines. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Oscars. And we will be back in two weeks. <laughs> 